Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It's Tuesday, October 3rd. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So last hour, we talked a lot about Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy, how Matt Gates filed that motion for Kevin McCarthy to vacate the speakership. And now Matt Gates is questioning Kevin McCarthy about a secret deal that he struck with Biden and also Jeffries to send more money to Ukraine. So now the battle over funding for Ukraine is set to heat up again. Money was not included in that CR, but now that they have that signed, the battle for more money going to Ukraine, it's we're going to start hearing more about that again. Well, Schumer admitted, I mean, as they were taking the vote for the continuing resolution, Schumer admitted that they're going to get this money that, you know, he didn't use these words, but if you know what you're looking for and you can listen it doesn't matter what Kevin McCarthy said about this budget. It doesn't matter what Kevin McCarthy said about this continuing resolution. It doesn't even matter what's in it. We will get this money. And everybody knows that because the Republicans are weak and the Republic the Republicans have admitted, Casey, that Ukraine is the most important thing. Okay, so President Biden has request, requested Congress approve an estimated $24 billion in additional military and economic assistance for Ukraine. And they did have $6 billion of new assistance as part of that bipartisan bill. It got kicked out. That's the one that got approved. I'll ask the question again because no one can provide a clear answer. And according to people like Rand Paul, there is no clear answer. But I'll ask the question again. Where is all the money going? Mm. And and what is our return on investment? And simply saying stopping Russia, that doesn't tell me that doesn't tell me anything. Because quite frankly, if Russia won, for lack of a better term, how would that impact me? I'm I'm sick of worrying about other countries, Casey. Mm-hmm. I'd like to worry about America. And I have yet to hear, well, that would be, they'd always hear, that would be bad for you if Putin's footprint grows. Really, how? I mean, it is not like Ukraine, again, is some beacon of democracy and hope and transparency and accountable government. I mean, they're a bunch of greaseballs and scumbags who were Team Saddam Hussein. Yeah, and you've got Mitch McConnell saying, oh, you know, it's our top priority for national security. Why? Don't you think they owe it to us to tell us why it's exactly. so important to them? They always say, well, if Putin gets this piece of land, mm-hmm. well, Obama gave Putin a bunch of land, you know, when he was president. I didn't hear anybody losing their minds uh, over that. It'd be one thing if they were, let's say Russia was, uh, this is totally illogical based on the geography of the world, but let's say Russia was attacking England. Then, okay, hey, we have a longstanding history with the English in multiple world wars and various other military conflicts of shared values and somewhat views of the world. And so, yeah, we're in. We're on board. I get it. Ukraine is not our friend. Okay, so the House Foreign Affairs Committee chairman, Michael McCall, he said that he expects the Senate is going to take the lead on this and that they're going to get a bill from the Senate on Ukraine funding. They expect it to go to the floor, and he said it'll pass. But here's the question. Is McCarthy going to allow something to go to the floor that doesn't also have USA border security funding in it? Oh, at this point, I think he absolutely will. Look, he made a deal with the Democrats, Casey. Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy teamed up with the Democrats to pass the funding bill. It's a Democrat priority funding bill. If he's already done that once, why wouldn't he do it again? 
Yeah. And 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 again, these weak sauce excuses from people like Jim Banks on with Tony this morning, where you admit the guy's not doing the things he promised, and then you have the mechanism which you told us you put in place to ensure that he would do the things that he promised. And then when you are asked to enact the mechanism because he didn't do the things he promised to act like, well, the the children are just being very ridiculous right now. The, you know, the adults in the room, blah, blah. So you mean you're telling me you don't teach your kids to follow through on their word that people's pledge matters that holding people accountable matters like that makes you that if you believe in those things you're suddenly not an adult in the room i would think as someone who is now a parent that would be a cornerstone of good parenting is your word is your bond stand up for people speak for people who can't speak for themselves stand up for what's right i mean I write about this all the time to to my daughter in her journal about the reason her middle name is Thatcher is for Margaret Thatcher, because that's what she did. She spoke boldly. She spoke for people who couldn't speak for themselves. She took on hard things. Her word was her bond, and she wasn't afraid to be vocal about it. Mm -hmm. And we have these people like Larry Bouchon painting Matt Gates as the problem in our society, when the reality is Larry Bouchon and and, and professional office hopper Aaron Houchin and the Duke of Spending and Jim Baird, these people are the problem because they're the ones who voted to further harm future generations with continuing continued irresponsible government spending. Okay, so Karine Jean-Pierre, she had a little press conference and she said that Biden is never going to stop funding Ukraine. We are going to, um, uh, you know, we're going to continue help to Ukraine as long as it takes. And the president said yesterday what we have seen from extreme Republicans actions does not help. It doesn't help with our allies and partners. It does not. Uh, But we're going to continue to deliver for the American people. and We're going to continue to advance our national security priorities because by helping Ukraine, we are also also uh, protecting and and, uh, delivering for the American people and our national security. By the way, can we also talk about what a Billy badass Kevin McCarthy is when it comes to dealing with Matt Gates? But when it's Joe Biden and it's some mealy mouth, weak sauce, you know, please don't you see why we need to impeach him? I mean, isn't it fascinating? Whether it's Bouchon or McCarthy or a whole bunch of other of these Republicans, when it comes to Matt Gates, oh, they're Johnny Tough guy. Oh, they're real big, tough, strong people. But when it comes to dealing with the actual problem in this country, McCarthy and Schumer and Pelosi, it's not a fraction of what they're they're doing to Matt Gates. Well, did you notice she just said that Biden is going to continue delivering for the American people? By giving money to Ukraine. By giving our money to another country. By the way, how about our allies step up and they contribute more? Because this is happening in their backyard. But she says more aid is coming for Ukraine soon, which is the exact opposite of what McCarthy wanted the people to believe in the new funding bill. There is strong, very strong international coalition behind Ukraine. And if Putin thinks he can outlast us, he's wrong. He's wrong. And so we will have another package of aid for Ukraine soon to signal our continued support for the brave people of Ukraine. And so that's our message. If he thinks he can outlast us, that is Mr. Putin, we believe he's wrong. Strong coalition that we're funding. Uh, Yes. Before we go to a break. Mm -hmm. Can we point out how Joe Biden can't speak again? (laughs) Sure.
I, this is a daily occurrence. Mm-hmm. It's one of my things I look forward to. This is the president of the United States, and I'm about to tell you, Casey, that each day I look forward to the new segment of Joe Biden mm-hmm. not being able to put a sentence together. The new Biden gaffe. We should make it a benchmark. I mean, we can rely on it that much that it happens daily. It is. It's an embarrassment. I mean, think about how far we have come in this country, Casey, that we started out with George Washington and 150-ish years ago, 160 years ago, we had Abraham Lincoln and not all that long ago, we had Ronald Reagan and... Now we, we, we've gone in my lifetime from the great communicator yes, to this guy. Yes. The fall in the past six months of his mental acuity is astounding. I mean, he's like reading these remarks for the very first time. Yeah. It, it sounds like, you know, it's like when we get advertisements, Casey, mm-hmm. you and I have some fun with the ads and, you know, we'll get an ad in the script and we'll look at it and we'll we'll just sometimes we'll just rip through it, having never read it before, just see what we come up with. And then we'll work back from there. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden does that, except he can't speak like we can speak. <laughs> and and he can't. I mean, we'll read an ad the first time and sometimes we'll get down and go, oh, that was really good. We'll just go ahead and use use that one. One take. Yeah. But Joe Biden will never Never be accused of being a one-take wonder. So he was speaking, what was this, like Americans with Disabilities Act? Mm-hmm. He was speaking about that yesterday. And again, he cannot, like, put together people's names. Listen to this. Today, the Americans with Disabilities Act. Steny Hoyer led the charge in the House along with Major Robert, oh, excuse me, Major Robert Owens. And Tony Quello, I don't know. As well as uh, Tom Harkin and Bob Dole, they led the fight in the Senate. What can we say at this point about this guy? There's nothing to say. And that's the guy. And, it speaks for itself, right? Take the politics out of it. The most important thing the president does is the commander in chief of the country. Mm-hmm. And this is the guy that goes into the meetings with foreign leaders. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine... That's with prepared remarks. Can you imagine what he is like in a room when the doors are closed? Like with these foreign, our friends, much less our our adversary. I mean, it is. It's just, not instilling it's, confidence, is it? It's ridiculous. All right, Casey, mm-hmm. there is uh, so much new stuff on Jamal Bowman pulling that fire alarm. Yeah. And uh, he's trying to explain himself. And you got Large Marge with an epic troll. Mm-hmm. And you got Crin John Pierre refusing to answer uh, questions about it. And so we can play all that when we come back. It's coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Just let it go, Casey. Give me like five seconds. Let it sit. It was five seconds. (laughs) That's my gift to Rob today. I can't have anything nice on this show. He is wound up today, isn't he, Kevin? Well, we got off to a rough start. You know, with the technical difficulties yeah. and stuff. So I just wanted to cheer him up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, chill him out. Thank you. And Thank you, you for you, your port. You knew <laughs> that Jackson Brown would make me feel better. Yeah. And then, so I had to squish it. Yeah, just two seconds in, you start talking <laughs> over. Not that your voice is not beautiful, but. I have it the is, voice of an angel. It is not anywhere near Jackson Brown on a song like these days. I don't know. You've never heard me sing. <laughs> And you really don't want to. Uh, Let's talk about the wild thing that happened on Capitol Hill over the weekend. We're not talking about that uh, potential shutdown. We're talking about Jamal Bowman confusing a door exit handle with a fire alarm. 
because Casey, when we went to that awards dinner last night, mm-hmm. you may remember when I opened the door for you and Kevin mm-hmm. that I was very confused on whether I should pull the fire alarm or just actually open the door. <laughs> Just read the label. And you know, the one that's bright red that says fire may not be the one to pull. Isn't the takeaway from this whole Jamal Bowman thing that uh, these people have gotten away with so much, mm-hmm. they lie with impunity now, and they just believe whatever we want to say or do, it doesn't matter because we will get away with it. They really think you're that stupid. Absolutely. Right? And 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 quite frankly, we've proven them correct, Casey, because we keep electing these people. Beware, it could happen to you. Don't be fooled by alarms that are identifying as door handles today. All right, so they caught up with Jabal Bowman. Uh, This was on Fox News. I'm not sure if that was who was actually asking the question. That was where the clip was from. Mm -hmm. And he he plays stupid and said, I was just in a rush to go vote. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of any repercussions, either from leadership or from legally, from capital police? I, I mean, listen, I take responsibility for what I did, you know, but like I said, I was in a rush to go vote, and, uh, you know, the investigation will, will, will sort everything else out. Uh, have you talked to Jeffries about it? Oh, yeah, of course. That stayed on the How was that conversation? Well, I got to keep that between me and the leader, so I'm not going to share that publicly. Casey, let me tell you how serious pulling a fire alarm is. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we have a we are in a big old building on Monument Circle, mm-hmm. and it's a very secure building because well, there's lots of people who would like to see me floating in the Monon, and so for people like me and others who came before me, it's a very secure building. Once you're in here, it's very would be very hard to bring harm to us in this building. So all the doors will lock. You have to have key cards, etc. Mm-hmm. In the stairwell, I once forgot my badge which gets us in and around the various places and the doors for safety are locked Mm -hmm. and there was a brief moment after several minutes stuck in the stairwell that i pondered actually pulling did you really the fire alarm and then i thought no that would be very dangerous for every single Mm -hmm. other person in this building Mm -hmm. and so thankfully i was able to pull up my handy dandy cellular telephone and was able to get a hold of someone and they were able to in a somewhat reasonable manner come and let me out of the predicament I had put myself in. That has happened to many people who have worked, who have worked in this building at various times because you just travel without your wallet or your purse or whatever and you forget and it, it happens. You don't pull the fire alarm because that is a danger mm-hmm. to the other people in the building and because you have an ounce of common sense, you realize it doesn't open the doors. Okay, so a couple of things. This guy is a former school principal. Yes, that's correct. And if you, you know, anybody knows, you pull a fire alarm at a school, you're getting kicked out. Absolutely. You're getting suspended, you're getting kicked out. He knows better. We're not buying the story that he was just in a rush to go vote. He knew what he was doing. Now, second, your story about getting caught in the stairwell. Yeah. Okay, that's a confined space, right? Yeah. This guy in the Cannon Building, he he wasn't confined. He could have taken a left sure. and walked through the rotunda sure. area. And the, the whole thing, and this is what I, I do not understand, and maybe someone can explain this to me, because Jimmy Banks gave the same excuse when he didn't vote on the debt ceiling, which was, well, I was going to vote, and they closed the voting. Do you not know when you are supposed to vote? It can, maybe somebody, they can... At Robin Kendall on Twitter, you can uh, it, 
DM me there if you work for one of these people and you don't want to be tarred and feathered for admitting that you correspond with me, Rob at WIBC.com, et cetera. Do these reps, is there not some clear thing of you vote on this at this time, you have this window to vote? Mm-hmm. Do they not give you any sort of notice? I mean, because your job is to vote. Yeah. Like, that's ultimately your job. That's, that's what, what you're, you're paid for. to do. So how could this guy, on something this important, which is funding the budget, it's not naming a post office somewhere, it's funding the budget, how could he not have been in a position? It's like, Casey, we get to work an hour ahead of time or an hour and a half ahead of time. Mm-hmm. We don't always actually do an hour and a half or an hour's worth of work before we're here, but this is a job where you have to be here in person to do the job so we make sure we're here plenty in advance because the job is important to us and fulfilling our obligation to our employer is important to us and our audience is important to us now you know if you have car trouble or you know whatever those things happen but it was not any of those things how do these people whether it's jamal bowman or jim banks not make it to the vote in time what could possibly be the excuse for that well again you said you know he's working for him He's not working for us. He forgot who he's working for. And isn't he the one who said no one in this country is above the law? You're right. Oh, well, go look in the mirror, buddy. So our old pal, Large Marge, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she posted a lengthy video trolling uh, Jamal Bowman, mm-hmm. and we won't play all of it, but I just wanted to give a, a little sample ski here because I thought it was pretty funny. Hi, everyone. We're at the infamous door where Jamal Bowman claims he had to pull a fire alarm to get out. Now, these doors are open on weekdays. Every member of Congress knows that. Everybody that works here knows that. But on Saturdays and Sundays, they are locked, and only certain doors are open on Saturdays and Sundays. Now, come on over here. This right here is a fire alarm. Nowhere does it say, pull the fire alarm to open the exit door. Doesn't say that, and I think ex-middle school principals know better. <laughs> she gives a tour. Yeah. She's like, oh, and my office is right over here. It's not a contained area. It's not like he was trapped. Sure. It's not like he's in an elevator that's not working. No, it's a large building. Turn left. Right. Go out that way. And did you not have your cellular telephone where you could have asked an aide or if you didn't have a badge for some reason? I still have yet to understand how him pulling the fire alarm like that I mean, did he not have his badge? Did he not have his phone? Was what he just was, what was that going to do for and, him? And if he didn't, hey, he's just sorry about you. Because you know what? Ultimately, your vote didn't even matter anyway because all the Democrats voted for it with enough Republicans, and they knew that when they were ready to cast the and vote. And this is a guy who wants to tell you how he's going to spend your money does not even know that a fire alarm would open a door. All right, real quick before we go to a break, I just uh, Peter Ducey Fox News asked Corinne John Pierre if Biden would ever pull a fire alarm to get out of a meeting. Thank you, Corinne. Would President Biden ever try to get out of a meeting by pulling a fire alarm? Are you talking about something specifically? Uh, Democratic member of Congress pulled a fire alarm around a series of votes. No fire. Is that appropriate? What I can tell you is uh, I have not talking to, spoken to the president about this, uh, and so just not going, just not going to comment. I will leave it up to. I know there's a House process moving forward right now. I'll leave it to the House. So mm-hmm. don't you love? And this is actually really important. She plays dumb as though are like, are you talking about something Something's, specifically? Yeah. What do you mean? But then admits in her second part of the answer that she she knows all about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the takeaway to me. Not that she's. I mean, that she is a pathological liar, and she just showed it to you right there, where she acts stupid, like, what 
what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And then admits, oh, no, I know the whole process by which this will be adjudicated. Yeah. It is 1028. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you'd like to contribute. 1034. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So, you know, Rob, tomorrow night we have WIBC night. Oh, yeah. And I had ordered a I love Rob Kendall t-shirt and an I hate Rob Kendall t-shirt. Yeah. I was kind of hoping they would arrive. Yeah, they haven't. Micah got his. Did he? I don't know. So for the record, I have no idea how any of that works. I just agreed to lend my name to it. I did that primarily so that uh, I could get some money to a good charity. So mm-hmm. Hammer and Nigel know how all the store stuff works. Yeah. So if you would like to get your T-shirt, it's at store.hammerandnigel.com. Uh, and Trucker John had called last week. Yes. And he said that he had a show coming up yeah. and he wanted to promote you. Yeah. And he wasn't sure if he should pick the I love Rob Kendall or the I hate Rob Kendall right. t-shirt. That's correct. Well, we had some people call in. Oh, how exciting. And they wanted to offer their suggestion to him. Hey, Kendall and Casey. Uh, I got an idea for Trucker John. You should buy one of each of those shirts cut the backs off them and sew them together. So on the front it says, I love Rob Kendall. And on the back it says, I hate Rob Kendall. That'll confuse them. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Hey there. Got a little t-shirt idea. I see you got the I love Rob t-shirts and I hate Rob t-shirts. But I got one that's going to sell, just going to fly off the shelves. It is called the Secret Lovers shirt. It's got a picture of Rob and Kevin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody is picking up on the bromance between the two of how, you. How fitting after we played that Jackson Brown song. <laughs> you know what was something that was cool for me last night? Uh, my radio mentor is a guy named Jay Baker, mm-hmm. who has spent many years on Bob and Tom. And if you like what you hear every day on this radio show, you can thank Jay for that. He was a guy who really taught me the ropes of radio and taught me a lot of things about life. And Jay was there last night because Mark Patrick was inducted into the, the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And Jay and Mar- Mark worked together for years and years and years on Bob and Tom. And Kevin got to meet Jay. Yeah. And so it was in a weird way. It was like the grandfather, mm-hmm. grandson mentor relationship as I am Kevin's mentor, the way Jay was my mentor. And it was like three generations of mentoring right. exactly. co- coming together yeah, last like, night. This is where the advice comes from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got it direct from the source. <laughs> yeah. Skip the middleman, right? <laughs> okay. We've had many conversations about uh, Mayor Joe Hogsett and where he was during the riot. And somebody called in and said that, uh, have you ever heard of Michael Epps? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hip hop artist, social media personality, actor. Apparently he does some stand-up as well. Uh Uh-huh. And he has a a special on, Uh uh, I think maybe HBO right now. Yeah. Uh, Somebody called in to comment about something that he said in his special. Hey, nobody knows where Mayor Hogbreath was at during the riots, but if you want Netflix... Michael Epps, a local comedian, uh, Netflix television special during uh, the comeback from COVID, talks about getting drunk in the mayor's office with the mayor. Again, it's the Michael Epps comedy special on Netflix, uh, talking about getting drunk in Mayor Hogsett's uh, office. Check it out. 
Casey, you're very wealthy. Part so of you, his routine. You have all these social media or these uh, social streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. So that's your job. Watch the Netflix yeah, show. Yeah, go find it. I will. I'll find it. We'll get the audio. Yeah, And we'll perfect. play it. Okay. Also, uh, last week we were talking about the Republican national debate and how the numbers were lower than they have been in the past. I think, what was the number? Nine, nine million? It was not a lot of people. Yeah. We, in a country of 330 million. So uh, somebody called in and they had an idea of why the debate numbers were so low. Hi, my name's Ken. I live in Martinsville. I've called the show many a time, which I really enjoy the show. Um, And I agree with most everything you all say. Uh, One of the reasons that uh, there wasn't as many viewers on this debate, uh, I know, like I said, I live uh, out in Martinsville, and uh, I don't like satellite television, so I don't have that. I do have uh, Internet, and I can stream But in order to get the debate, I needed to subscribe to something, which I don't do. Um, And so I wasn't able to get the debate uh, until I went ahead and subscribed to the uh, Fox News app. Uh, Regardless of that, if it were on network television again, uh, more people would have watched it. Uh, I think everyone is desperately interested in the results of these um, debates, uh, this really wasn't a debate. It was like you know, a bunch of kids arguing about who was going to get the cookie. Um, but uh, just uh, want to let you know that since it's not on network and most of the folks my age, which is, you know, retired and so on, uh, aren't going to be downloading an app just so they can watch something. So, um Okay, so I think that's that's a bit interesting, but you're not agreeing. Well, because we know network television is declining in viewership rapidly. Yeah, you can't see my face because my camera's broken today um, on the YouTube. Okay, so and we love Ken, and he's a longtime listener and a great guy. I don't agree with that, though, because it was on cable, Mm -hmm. it was on Fox News, Mm -hmm. most basic cable packages, which if you're a person who has a, you know, television most people still unless you've just totally cut and gone to streaming have cable and therefore you were able to watch i think the lack of now is he right hey if you'd put it on abc would you've had more viewers yes because everybody if everybody has something you're going to get more people than if only 80 percent of the people have something there's just no interest. There's no compelling reason to watch. You, you know this. You've been in media for a long time. You have to give people a compelling reason to take time out of what they're doing and watch the thing. Mm-hmm. There's a reason the most viewed event of the year is the Super Bowl. Is the Super Bowl actually any better than the NFC or AFC championship game? Probably not. In fact, oftentimes the games are worse. However... You have a litany of reasons for people to tune into the Super Bowl, even if you're not a football fan. The commercials, the halftime mm-hmm. show, the pregame festivities, the people who are like me who just watch because of football. You have all these people who have a, a vested interest in tuning in, so you have this mega audience one day out of the year. You don't have it for the AFC or NFC Championship game because you don't have those other things to factor in. There's no compelling reason... Like, if you just had Trump not being there is like having the Super Bowl without a football game. It's like having the halftime show and the commercials and the pregame festivities, but no actual football game. There's no 
there's just no compelling reason to, unless you're super into politics, to watch the thing. And I was just about to say the compelling reason would have been Trump, but he was missing. Yeah. From the game. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and speaking of Trump, somebody called in who is a proclaimed always Trumper yeah. and wants you to get on the Trump oh. train. Hey, listen, I am listening this morning, oh, sitting in the office, got you on. So, yeah, I'm listening today. Thank you. Oh. Hey, you know, you and I have so much in common. I wish you didn't hate me so much for loving Trump, but I hopefully you'll get over it. I've smacked you a little bit with some, uh, you know, sarcastic things because, you know, I know you think as much of yourself as Trump does. And, again, he's Trump and you're just Rob Kendall, but I appreciate where you're coming from. <laughs> Larry Bouchon, Matt Gates, all this stuff. Hey, man, why don't you just hop on the Trump train and start going a thousand percent for Trump? Not that you're not for Trump. I mean, you are, but you're not. I mean, you're for cardboard Ron, who absolutely has no personality, no nothing. And did you see what the guy said about McCain and Romney kind of dissing Trump about we need someone to win? That they weren't stealing elections in Arizona and Nevada and every place else, Trump would have won. I'm, I, I digress because that's what the truth is. But I would really hope given all of your frustration with the Republican Party, <laughs> that you would hop on the Trump thing. What do you think, Rob? Did he convince you? Okay, so the history with this guy is <laughs> he calls all the time. That was that was one of three messages. Oh, and, oh it, it often is with this guy, right? Yeah, it's yeah, often, yeah. It, and it's great. God bless you. I've said many, many times, the people who listen because they don't like me, I enjoy even more than the people who love me because, well, you know, Casey, I get great joy out of being <laughs> disliked. Um, and, it, like, he... I'm trying to think of how all this went down. Like he did, he tried to do the thing where I don't listen, but then he kept saying things on a consistent basis that we were talking about on the show. And why would you call a radio show's hotline if you weren't listening? And then he admitted, well, I just catch you in the car. And then mm -hmm. of course, right there, he's calling and he's listening. And it, th that stuff, like we laugh about that. It's just exhausting that just our boss yesterday, mm -hmm. I, I'm sure he won't mind us sharing this. He told us, he said, uh, we had a great time at the awards. It was awesome. We got to hang out with one of our, our higher ranking bosses. He said, I get more calls about your show yeah. than anybody else. He said, by far. And he said, but the thing is, people will say, I'm done listening. And mm -hmm. then the very next day, they'll call me with a complaint about something you said on the air, which means the you're listening. Day. Yeah. You don't have to say you're not listening. We know we're highly entertaining. We see our ratings. We know where we are in the, the landscape. Like, that does nothing to me anymore that I'm not going to listen anymore. You are going to listen. That's the first part of this. Just the whole, uh, I just happened to catch. No, you didn't just happen to catch the show. You listen every day. You don't have to make an excuse. Yes, it's okay. Good on you. We're very funny. We're entertaining. We educate. And we're right on most things. Listen, great. The But... Uh, I'm not on anyone's train. I've said if the election were right now in the primary, I'd probably vote for Trump because the Republicans are liars and I'm going to get screwed anyway. I might as well pick the most entertaining person and create the who will create the most chaos so that hopefully more people will wake up and see what the government is. But I'm not on the train. I'm not going to lie to my audience and say Trump did a great job as president. Mm -hmm. The COVID stuff was a disaster. I mean, the big reason we're in the position we are right now as a country was started by Trump's response to COVID. The money printing, supporting the lockdown, supporting the masking, supporting Fauci. Now, that guy, he did try to defend that position, and he said that he thinks that Trump was lied to by Fauci and everybody else. But I, I had to cut off the phone call at one point. Well, yeah, but that's always an excuse, right? Oh, Trump's the smartest guy in every room. He was lied to. He was mm -hmm. misled. If you have a core set of principles, Casey... Mm -hmm. 
which is the Constitution matters and people's rights matter and limited accountable government matters, which should be what we should strive for out of our Republican nominees, because that's what they claim to be, the party of low taxes and limited government. There's no excuse for this. It doesn't matter if you were deceived because if you have a core set of convictions and read and understand the Constitution and you are actually for limited accountable government, then it doesn't matter what Fauci said. But the fact that he got apparently hoodwinked by Fauci when, I mean, Trump's went to Wharton School of Business, Mm -hmm. which is way better on paper than a degree from IUPUI, I shouldn't be able to look at something and go, that guy's a fraud. I mean, the, the... The Trump excuse train is what bothers me. The guy messed up. I'm not on anyone's train. I will probably vote for Trump right now unless DeSantis gets it together because I seek chaos. I seek calamity. I want this country to just, for everybody to see what our government is, and Trump does the best job. But I'm not going to lie to my audience and be like, oh my gosh, Trump is so great. He would do such a phenomenal job. He's a train wreck. All right, we're going to go out with one. um, We're going to go out on a high note with our voicemails today. Oh, good. Okay, somebody actually called and gave us a compliment. Hey, you know, this is the reason why I listen to you guys. You're amazing. Exposing all the bullcrap? Absolutely. Love it. Love hearing it. And I feel like you guys do an awesome, awesome job. Was he being sarcastic? No, I think he's being serious. I hope so. I mean... Let's take it as he was being genuine. I'm I'm pretty good at the sarcasm (laughs) meter, Casey, as I have a bit of it myself. You thought that was for real? I think that was for real. All right. It is 1046. Hammer's going to join us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Child arrived just the other day. <laughs> 1049, it's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio for the Hammer and Nigel show. Please help me on this. Could Nothing whips a crowd into a frenzy like some cats in the cradle by <laughs> Harry Chapin. I'm getting kind of emotional over here. Everybody put your hands in the air. We got a party going on Raise over the here. Roof. Good God. Uh, Any tears in heaven coming up next, DJ? Kev? I forgot to queued up. My God. Uh, isn't that wild that Eric Clapton did Into My Father's Eyes and Tears in Heaven, which are two of my just, just favorite songs? I mean, that's just for the guy that once did Cocaine and Layla. and Right. Songs about sadness and death you really like to pump across the airwaves of the biggest flame-throwing radio station in the well, state of Indiana. Look, we have long said this is the thinking man show, and that's part of why our audience is it a crying in. man show? <laughs> Apparently. Good God. You did something on your show yesterday. I was How about cr- butterfly kisses? Can we get that lined up, too? For every dad that's had to give away a daughter before, maybe we can get that in the rotation. Good God. Uh, I, you know, here's the interesting thing, though. I've really rubbed off on Kev, because when Kev joined here he was swedish death metal or whatever it was, he was fun and now now he's kev has entered that thinking man phase of life and yeah, i've really had a big impact on him all right so you did something on your show yesterday i was headed to the awards ceremony which by the way rigged election stop the steal we didn't win now there was a press release that said that you had won <laughs> that was my That's, favorite we we don't know what to believe anymore yeah there was a uh, some guy who covers Is this a dewey defeats truman <laughs> kind of moment i texted our boss i was like did did we actually win? Did He's like, no, that was wrong. Recount! Ah! Recount! Remember the Oscars that one year when they announced yes! the wrong movie exactly. won? That's what we thought happened. There was like 10 minutes this morning when we thought that may have yeah. happened last I night. I was going to get have my press conference with Rudy, like Rudy with the hair dye coming down the side of my face this afternoon. Stop the steal! <laughs> mm-hmm. 
uh, you did something <laughs> a little bit yesterday in honor of your birthday that was just fabulous. So we had a good time yesterday. You know, we had some shots, had a few beers, and we had a uh, very special birthday message from AI Joe Biden. And here with a birthday greeting <laughs> is AI Joe Biden. Hey, Jason, happy birthday, you fat sack of crap. <laughs> yeah, that's right, you tub of guts. I know who you are. I've heard your little radio show you do with that bloated drunk named Nigel. <laughs> anyway, as you know, I've been keeping busy lately anyway. <laughs> in between unintentional naps, falling off of bicycles, and nibbling on terrified babies like a duck going after kids. Mmm, <laughs> babies. Num, num, num. Nummy, 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 nummy. I've got loving in my tummy. Oh, golly, I love babies. I'll bet you were a real butterball of a baby yourself, weren't you, Goo Gut? What did your poor mother use for formula there, Flubber Blubber? Oh, come on. A blend of powdered donuts and biz quick? Maybe. Anyway, hope you have a nice time at whatever low-grade all-you-can-eat buffet you go to tonight to celebrate. I'm sure you can't wait to finish the show and run right over there so you can wrap your big, fat mouth around the soft-serve machine. Right, pork chop? Want a digestion tip? While you're stuffing your fat face with popcorn shrimp, try not to think about Tony Katz bending over naked and applying moisturizer to his tank. Oh, oh, what the? My best Matt Bear in traffic. What's with that guy's voice? Is that an act or is he not getting enough fiber in his diet? Speaking of fiber, I got to go. Feels like the old turd burglars getting ready to pay the presidential jockeys a visit. So happy birthday, you fat f***. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States, kind of. We got to give full credit. That is Brian Baker who puts those together. Naptown Oh my gosh, he is so so good at those. Oh my gosh. Like even the slurs in there. So much to unpack with that. (laughs) Presidential jockeys. You know how I know that's AI Biden and not the real thing? Because he actually completes a sentence. You can understand it. Right. <laughs> There's no, like, trail off, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so we got to talk about Trevor Bauer real quick. So Trevor Bauer was a pitcher for the Reds. He was the highest paid player in baseball. Uh, enjoyed, uh, allegedly, a pretty interesting sex life. Was into... This is when he went to the Dodgers. R- right, yeah. yeah. Went to the Dodgers, signed the highest contract in the uh, annually in the history of baseball. Allegedly enjoyed a pretty wild and wacky sex life. And then this woman accused him of essentially beating her up in the bedroom. Sexual assault. Right. And tried to sue him and they pursued criminal charges against him. Tried to get a restraining order against him and then they, she wanted criminal charges filed against him. He vehemently denied the whole thing said it was consensual. We had rough sex. It was totally consensual. I've got the text messages to prove it. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, she was proven to basically be such a stretcher of the truth that the judge denied the restraining order, which almost never happens. The judge was a woman. My was view. a wo- yeah in California. A woman judge in California denied the restraining order. Ultimately, the prosecutor looked and said, man, I don't see any criminal behavior here. Mm-hmm. Threw the criminal charge out, and yet he still was 
suspended by Major League Baseball, and it cost him, what, like 40 million bucks or something like that because the the uh, Dodgers got rid of him. Yeah, he was basically suspended and then blackballed. Like, his name was tarnished, and he put out a video on his social media last night. We retweeted it at Hammer and Nigel. Listen, Trevor Bauer might not be a nice guy. He enjoys a lot of relationships on the side, which I bet a lot of professional athletes You do. mean a good-looking rich athlete has many women? <laughs> what? But that's not sexual assault. And if those text messages that he showed in that video on social media are indeed legit, and we have no reason to think they're not, his agent is also a lawyer. I can't imagine she would allow him to put them up there. That's kind of ball game. He's exonerated, and a lot of people owe him an apology. Mm -hmm. Here's a little bit of the audio from his announcement yesterday. Next victim, star pitcher for the Dodgers. A text Lindsay Hill sent to a friend before she ever even met me. What should I steal? She asked another in reference to visiting my house for the first time. The answer? Take his money. So, as of today, both lawsuits have been settled. Now, over the last two years, I've been forced to defend my integrity uh, and my reputation in a very public setting. But hopefully this is the last time I have to do so, as I'd prefer to just remain focused on doing my job, uh, winning baseball games and entertaining fans around the world. So today... I'm happy to be moving on with my life. Good for him putting this out there. I love mm-hmm. this. I think you got to stand up for yourself when people do this. And his life has been ruined. And he's out of base. He's out of Major League Baseball, at least right now. That cockamamie thing of believe all women is so full of crap. Don't believe anyone all the time. Don't believe all men. Don't believe all women. Case by case. It's coming up this afternoon. Uh, biggest stories in Indy. A lot of legal stuff happening today. We got Hunter involved. We got the big guy making phone calls. That's coming up this afternoon. Plus, Rick. Snyder, president of the FOP. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon.